Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is, what is it, Tuesday, the 24th of January. Holy crap. Uh, this month and this year is already picking up. You already know how we go. Uh, <laughs> every time, every uh, every year, the past three years, I've been saying this year is flying by and it's already the end of January. So what do you know? I'm going to say it again because I always say it. This year is flying by. Uh, I wanted to say a bunch of stuff this episode and, uh, you know, that's called a podcast, brother. That's what you talk about, dude. You talk about topics and, uh, I do have some topics to talk about. I want to talk about Forspoken. I want to talk about Last of Us. I want to talk about all kinds of stuff. So we'll get right into it in a second. Uh, I do want to shout out a couple things. I am streaming on a daily basis. So if you guys are interested in watching some video games instead of listening, I have a uh, stream, a YouTube channel in the description of this podcast. So feel free to stop by and leave a like leave a sub and just you know leave a comment you brother leave a comment dude um yeah it's all open we're chilling playing dark souls i think uh you know i started playing monster hunter rise i'm gonna be playing dead space i think friday oh my god it's coming up so soon are you excited for dead space because i am uh i think that there is a uh you know maybe too much to play right now right it's a first world problem uh that is True indeed, but there are some things you can skip out on, like Forspoken, maybe. We'll talk about that in a second. What have I been doing? What have I been playing? What have I been watching? What have I been reading? What have I been... What have I, been, what have I, been, uh, I want to shout out first, uh, before I get into that, even. Um, like I said, it's a, a weird schedule we're on right now. Tuesday episodes. The second episode of the week might not be there, or it might be on a Friday. It's weird, okay? Uh, the second episode is in limbo, but the first episode will always be on Tuesday. We'll be here. Um, the This week, though, uh, you know, we have our typical stuff. We do our streams all week. Uh, Thursday, there will not be an episode, but Friday, there will be an episode, and that is going to be awesome. Tuesday, or Thursday, wow, my days. Hmm. Thursday, I should be getting a little present in the in the mail, uh, courtesy of not PlayStation, but courtesy of myself. Uh, and uh, a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, rather. I am getting a Dual Sense Edge, and this is the two hundred dollar entry uh, that is supposed to, you know, go against. Not really against. It's not really pitted against each other, but it's obviously people are going to compare because it's their Elite flagship controller. Uh, a lot of people compare it to the Elite Two, which feature wise, I think the Elite Two is blowing it out of the water, but. DualSense itself is an amazing controller with the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers. Adding on to that is only going to make it better, so I'm very excited to try it out because the battery life is not good. So we're not, you know, we're not excited about that, are we? We're not. But it does come with a lock-in cable, so I'm excited about trying that. Uh, but I should be getting that on Thursday. It does release on the actually no, timeout, timer. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, I kept thinking today. Uh, I kept thinking it was Monday for some reason. It does release on Thursday on the 26th. So I should be getting it in the mail. Hopefully I do. If I don't, it'll be pushed to Friday, whatever. We'll see. Uh, worst come to worst, we'll do an episode. We're doing an episode Friday, no matter what. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I'm very excited about it. I can't wait to try out the dual sense. I feel like it's something obviously you don't really need, but it is something that I always find like benefits for. Uh, if you look at like elite two controllers, the quality of the Elite 2 controller when you first open it up is amazing. It's got this nice like hard shell threaded uh, case with a built-in mount that lets you charge through the case 
unlike what the DualSense Edge does, does, which I think is very weird, where their charging port is basically in the case the same way, but it's just an open hole of Velcro that you pull back and you plug in manually. On this one, it is like a port to where um, you lay your controller in the case, and as long as the cable's hooked up or whatever, uh, you can lay the controller in the case, and through these little contacts on the back of the controller, it touches the base that you lay it on, and it'll charge it without any cable. So I can literally just place it in the case, it'll charge. I take it out of the case, and it's charged, wireless, good to go. Um, and I also think there's like a lot more metal in the Elite Series too, but I think um, I think that's something we'll be able to test out whenever, obviously, we get more usage of the DualSense Edge. So. Just something to look forward to if you are at all interested in that controller. I see that there are some unboxings and other content out already. So if you wanted to check it out there, go check out other YouTubers. I'm not against that. Uh, but yeah, just something to look forward to. That's what Friday's episode should consist of mostly. And I will also be talking about the Monster Hunter Rise port and a couple other things on Friday. Uh, but let's talk about today. What have I been watching? What have I, what have I been reading, watching, playing, all kinds of stuff? Man... I don't even know where to start. Okay, uh, we can we can start with the Last of Us. The Last of Us episode two came out, and oh man, I don't want to spoil it, and I'm not going to spoil it, so don't worry. Uh, but I'll say this: majority of that episode is good. I think it does a lot of things that align with what we know of the Last of Us show. And I think there's a difference. There's there's like a there's like a thin line, right? That I think a lot of fans struggle with understanding. And I'm trying to portray that line because I know a lot of people don't understand it. So let me try to like word it the best I can. There is a thin line between copying the source material and reimagining the source material. And doing so either way has its risks. Obviously, if you copy, you're running the line of being just another copy. You're, you know, it takes away the value of, of uh, you know, creativity, being unique, all kinds of stuff. If you stray the other way and reimagine stuff, then that's cool too. You know, like, for instance, in this show... There's not spores, which is the main way. Well, I mean, you get bit and stuff, but it's an airborne disease in the game. And this one, it's like these little tendrils that come out of the mouths of these creatures, of the infected. And it leads to a lot of awkward moments. And there is, an, there is a massive awkward moment in episode two that is a reimagining of something that happens. And this is where my gripe, that's, that's where in lies my gripe. I think that I like a lot of it that is sticking to the source material. For instance, the clickers and the infected look like the clickers and the infected from the game. That's cool. It's going to be a mimic, but it's obviously it needs to be because that's what the world is about, is about these specific types of fungal infected. So the change to spores and tendrils does not bother me it makes sense i get it in a real world application spores uh would be kind of hard to write a story around when everybody would just get it from an airborne thing it would get on your clothes whatever makes sense um my issue lies in a lot of the choices with the casting 
And I know a lot of people are like, you're not going to get a person that looks like Ellie. And I know a lot of people are like, she's not going to be exactly like Ellie. And then certain people are like, she acts exactly like Ellie. And I think she gets aspects of Ellie correct. But I also think that she... She does not portray Ellie enough, if that makes sense. Like, in the game, Ellie is very emotional. Very. I know she doesn't seem like it, but she's very emotional in the game. Like, there are a lot of moments where she is, uh, like, there's a moment with Tess. Not going to say. Uh, but she is very, like, her. she's out of breath. She's, like, almost so worried. Her voice sounds so worried. In the show, she sounds bored. And I think that goes into the actor's acting. Um, and as well as the looks. I feel like they picked two people, Bella and Pedro. And I'm not going to be like the rest online, uh, you know, uh, just like being terrible to these actors or whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like seriously sit down and be like, yo, these people are ugly, whatever. It's not even about that. Uh, I might joke about it, (laughs) but it's, it's not, it's not about that. The thing is that they both have very strong facial features, right? Uh, and I don't, I don't think either of them are ugly people. I think Bella's beautiful. I think Pedro's beautiful, whatever. Um, but I think that when you're portraying these characters, where Joel seems more calm, not very emotive in his face, but it, 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 most of his intimidation comes through his voice. And Pedro's voice, as well as his looks, are not really portraying the same type of emotion. I feel like it's stronger in the game. And, and another thing, I have to compare these scenes to the game because that's the source material, right? I mean, that's what people do. Uh, you, you see like an anime adaptation of something or a movie adaptation of a book. I get it. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, pearl clutching, clutch pearls, whatever. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to do that. I get it. Like, like I said, I'm fine with certain things changing tendrils to spores, whatever. Uh, and you can, you can be a lot more liberal with that too. If you wanted to change something else, I'm fine with it. But for me to sit and believe these characters, they have to be acting and they have to be looking as well. Somewhat more emotive because from the game I got, let's say I got like a bunch of emotion from a scene. I got a lot of, uh, you know, there's scenes where I cried and I felt stuff. And in the show, I'm sitting there looking at these people and I'm like, not only in my, in my head am I fighting the idea of like, you're not Ellie, you're not Joel. I get that. But I, I even when I put that past me, I'm like, you're not selling me on how much you care about this character. You're not really looking like you care about this character. You're not really portraying the personality, which I think is at a core of a show. If you're going to copy or not copy, if you're going to adapt something, their personality should still be the same. Right. If I, um, if, if I see a live action Dragon Ball super movie, Beerus better want to eat some fucking food. Like it, you know what I'm saying? That that's part of his personality. But if you take it out and he's just like, I don't want food or whatever. It's, it, it, that's just an example. It's a terrible example. Uh, that's the first thing I could think of. But once you take out personalities, it's like, what are we doing here? You're not, you're not portraying the same story the same way either. 
and I get that they're definitely not. And like I said, it's not always a bad thing, but I think that the show so far for me after two episodes and this is two episodes, it could completely change. I promise it could change. But after two episodes, it's not doing it for me. I think the first episode I would give like a seven. The second episode, honestly, I give it like a six. I would I'd maybe give it a seven. I'm being, I, I maybe I'm being too harsh. I would give both episodes a seven, which I think is okay. It's good, but I think it's failing to let things cook a little bit. And that's another thing. I feel like in the game, and I'm not comparing here. This is, I mean, this is just literally what it is. The the show can't do anything around this comparison. So I guess I'm, I am comparing. I don't know. Um, in the game, you're sitting with these characters a lot longer, right? You're experiencing things and hearing dialogue. That's important. Hearing dialogue between these characters. That's building that relationship. In the show, you don't get as much dialogue. They are they're they're spending more time just like walking. They're spending more time like building other relationships. Like Ellie has a moment with Tess, and I'm just like, why? Is it to make the Tess scene hit harder? Or what's? I'm just like, why? It was just like such a last minute, like, oh yeah, uh, they're building a slight relationship here. She's joking with Ellie. I'm like, all right, that's such such a stretch, but you know, in the game, Ellie doesn't give a shit about Tess. Tess doesn't give a shit about Ellie really outside of her purpose. So it's like, what are we doing here? I feel like that's that's core to her personality. She needs to be. She she's they definitely like portrayed her as rugged. I'll give her I'll give the show that. Like she's definitely a rugged character, which is cool. I just feel like the build up to her bigger scene was like, uh, oh yeah, there you go, kiddo. And I was just like, all right, well that's that's all we're getting of any type of relationship building. Uh, so I feel like the pace of the show overall is a little quick, but obviously the game is like a twenty-five hour game or something, maybe even less. Uh, but it is a long game. I get it, but. You know, there's some important narrative bits in there that you can keep that you don't really need to change or you can alter in different ways. Um, so the test scene, like I said, I'm not going to spoil it, but it does have a moment in there with a uh, with a character and uh, there's like a kiss scene. I'll toss that out there. And I'm like, that is the most random thing like ever to add. Why would you add that? Especially if uh, Tess has already been kissed. <laughs> There's no spoiler. Uh, but yeah, Tess has already been kissed at that point. So I'm not sure why she's being kissed again. And, uh, you know, it's just like, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, here's my thing. For the most part, and I'll be real here. For the most part, I can put past, I can look past parts of the casting I try my best to, at least when I'm watching. Uh, I love the scenes that they actually go back and show you stuff before, you know, the whole infection, um, before D-Day. I love that they actually show uh, things that are happening around the world of them, like, you know, talking about this uh, looming threat and it becoming a reality, uh, which kind of like if you look at COVID and stuff, that started off with a couple reports from you know, it literally started off as like a report, uh, I guess in China or like somewhere in the in another country, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds crazy," 
and then like it just started building. I was like, no, no, it's this is spreading. Okay, it's in multiple countries. All right, it might be in it's in U.S. now. Okay, it's in a state away from me. Okay, it's in my ta- it's in my state. Like uh, it's that kind of stuff, and and it definitely feels like after going through that ourselves that 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 part is hitting harder. So I'm glad that the show is actually spending time and uh, building the world. It's definitely building the world around these characters, which I think is very great. Um, so I think, I think what is offending me is the idea of the portrayal, not hitting as hard for me as it does in the game, which again, I'm trying my best to just put their acting and their looks away from, you know, behind me, whatever. But if, if they're adding a kiss scene and one of the biggest scenes for one of the characters, it's like, it just kills me. It kills me on the inside. It's like, I know how hard this scene hits. It made me ball my eyes out. I know this scene hits so hard in the game. There's even line. There's even lines. There's a line. All right. So the, the show is being very selective about lines that are, uh, one for one with the game. Like they, they spit out lines randomly that are one for one with the game, uh, to a T like word for word. And I'm like, that's cool. But there is in the test scene that I keep saying, there is a line she says in the in the sh- in the game that I think, if it was said in the show, which is literally like one of the main things about that scene outside of the kiss, that I would have been I would have been happy. I, like I I might have cried at the moment if she would have just said it. And I'll I'll tell you what it is. It's just a line she says to Joel. Um, which I don't have it for verbatim right now, but I know she says like, uh, I know that there's something, if there's anything here between us, then you would do this for me. Basically something along the lines of that. Uh, but all she says in the show is all oh, the shit we've done. That's all she says. And I'm like, what? Like it hits so much more impactful in the game when she's just like pleading with Joel like spilling her heart, her last, oh, 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 her uh, last words there. Uh, she's like uh, begging him, just like she's like, please, just do this for me. If you, if if she's in a roundabout way saying, if you have any love for me, after all this time that we've we've done, after all this shit that we've done, which all they say in the show is, all the shit we've done. That's it, which makes it makes you think like, oh. After, you know, it, it makes it kind of implies like a negative thing, like uh, all the shit we've done. But it's it sounds in my head like after we killed those guys in the street and now we're here, like, you know, it, it doesn't hit as hard for me. I get it. You guys are probably like, oh, he's nitpicking, uh, <laughs> which I am but because it's something I love. But uh, I think the line hits so much stronger where she's like, there's got to be enough here between us for you to feel some, some, something, you know. It, it it's so much stronger wording, and I think that's another thing. The, the not another thing. I'm sorry. I'm not piling on, which I am. But uh, that's another part of it, though. Is like the wording in the game is kind of like the writing itself makes it great. I think that's what makes it beautiful. A lot of the a lot of the cuts, a lot of the the dialogue said between two characters are kind of what the whole story hinges on. It's like that you're building relationships and that's really what it is. Um, 
because I mean the whole game of The Last of Us, it is literally like the main plot point underlying, I guess, is creating this bond between Joel and Ellie. That is like the core of the game. It is showing you how they go from enemies to family. And I mean, it all hinges on what they say to each other. There's an important talk in the game where uh, her, Tommy and Joel are in a house and she said she delivers a very, very strong line where she says, uh, I would just be more scared. That's that's the scene I'm talking about. And that scene hits so hard in the game. But if they do it in the show and they don't take that exact line, which I think hits hard, or at least, at least, I mean, hey, like I said, I'm open to change. If they just make that line equally as impactful, I'll be happy. But if they change it to <laughs> all the shit we've done, Joe, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> get me out of here. Uh, but you get, you get my point. I'm done rambling about it. I get it. It's very nauseating, especially uh, I realize that a lot of people love the show, which I respect. Um, I personally don't agree with a lot of the sentiment, sentiments out there. Uh, and I honestly, I, I get it. Like a lot of TikTok has been hating on like Bella Ramsey, Bella Ramsey's look. And while I agree, she has like strong features for the role she's playing. Like Ellie has very soft features. She has strong features. And I think that I don't think it's ever okay to just flat out say, Hey, this girl's ugly or anybody's ugly. Like that's so fucked. Like all these TikToks and all these people out there saying that kind of stuff. It, it it's upsetting and it's not cool at all. And I don't support any of that kind of shit. I personally think for the characters that they, they got even Pedro, I think they definitely have strong features like Pedro's built. I think I, I told uh, my brother Jay, I was telling him Pedro's built like a Greek God, like one of the statues. Like if you look at his face, he's like one of those like, uh, you know, Greek statues. Like he's got the strong cheekbones, a strong jaw, you know, the mouth is kind of like pushed in. Like it, it, he's got a very strong face and so does, so does Bella. Um, so it's like that in my opinion, gets in the way of the soft emotional because they're supposed to kind of look like normal people, but they're very strong featured people. So they don't look like normal people. They look like uh, models. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They look like different types of beings. So it's like, how can we relate personally? But hey, maybe I'm ugly. No, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's never cool to say that. So don't nobody out there spread any hate to Bella or Pedro. I think that's super dumb and not cool at all. Uh, but I do personally believe that the casting is a little off. However, it's never okay to pile on or be bullies or anything like that. So don't do that. Uh, if anything, just send them love on TikTok or something or uh, Twitter. Just, you know, praise, you know, if you guys do like it, praise, praise their performance because apparently they are getting some hate out there not a lot but it, i think they're getting more praise than anything but uh definitely i would rather promote the praise than the hate so keep it up if you are sending love out <laughs> uh but th- that is the show uh that is the last of a show so far uh, i'm gonna check back in with more impressions and i guess a review i'm not really reviewing the show but i'll review it after it's all done um 
and it still has time. I, mean, I don't want to be so harsh on it. It still has time to build this stuff up, but maybe the two hours I've spent is a little quick to be like, why aren't things the way I kind of want them to be? Or why aren't things good? Uh, but again, I mean, I think it's okay to have my opinion. I think it's okay to have your opinion. If you guys do think that the last of us is a great show, all I'm all the more for it. I want more last of us love. So, uh, I'm, I'm jaded cause I'm, I'm sitting here like, I hate these parts. I go to the internet and I'm like, they got it. Somebody's got to agree with me. Damn near. Everything I see is like, love. This show is amazing. Ella's doing, or Ellie, uh, is portrayed so well and Joel is portrayed so well and that I cried so much. I'm just like, I don't know what show you guys are watching, but give me some of that. Like that's dope. But, uh, it makes me happy. Like legit. Um, it makes me really happy to see the show blowing up and actually being a great adaptation in terms of the overall consensus of it. Um, I'll, you know, woe is me. I'll get over my, my casting issues. I just think, uh, I think it's a good thing that the show is blown up because that means we'll hopefully get more shows and movies. Uh, it seems like this is one of the first, uh, to my memory, one of the first bigger successes of PlayStation Studios. Or I think, I can't remember if they're at the beginning of it. I, I guess not. Hmm. I'm not sure if it says the PlayStation logo. I don't think it says the PlayStation logo at the beginning. Huh. That's weird. Um, but yeah, let's move on to for, uh, for spoken reviews before we get out of here. Uh, for spoken is doing terrible. It's doing awful. Their overall Metacritic is sitting at a, uh, well for different consoles, PlayStation five is showing a 68%, uh, from the gist of what we've seen. It basically seems like the game is slacking for the lack of a better term. Uh, but we'll read some of the reviews actually, uh, here it's, um, you know, mostly a lot of bad dialogue, which I got from the demo. That's definitely something that I was like, yo, this delivery is terrible. And apparently it's the full game. Like the full game is that bad. Uh, let's see. PlaySense says a completely made game, which unfortunately colors a little too much within the lines of the genre. A uh, hardcore gamer says where uh, for spoken should have been a striking and appealing fresh start for luminous produ- productions. The end result, sadly, is a game not only bland and unpolished, but deprived of a reason to care for its unfolding mystery. A bevy of technical inconsistencies, lackluster open world design, and most disappointing of all, disappointing of all, sorry, a handful of systems with genuine dis- enjoyment. Wow, I can't read. With a genuine enjoyment at times that I that don't see their potential fully realized. Uh, if you got anything from what I just said, <laughs> uh, then, you know, there you go. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it got, it's, it's got, it's got a lot of better reviews. Okay. Um, so like I said, you know, at the beginning of this, there's a ton of stuff to play. So it's not totally a bad thing that there are some things that you can kind of wait for. Uh, but it definitely seems like overall for spoken might not be the move at all. Some of the reviews, especially if you listen to like someone like IGN, they were hounding that game. So uh, just be smart with your wallet is the only thing to kind of point out here. Uh, like I said, it's currently at a 68 meta score. I think IGN gave it a six. Uh, Gaming Nexus gave it a 95. So like some of the places are saying it's a great game, but it seems like overall consensus is most likely it's a wait for sale. If you're on the fence at all about Forspoken, uh, it's, it, from the looks of it, maybe wait on it. Um, and there are other things to buy right now, other games to check out. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're out there. <laughs> Not much more to it, huh? Uh, but yeah, this is like the first, uh, I guess, disappointment of the year, if I'm not mistaken. 
uh, this was this was at one point like a a big AAA you know thing. You know, Square Enix was about to knock this out of the park. It seemed like the big reveal was awesome. It got a lot of people excited, and then it got delayed. And then you start seeing more stuff, and then you get the demo, and people were just like, "Thank God a demo came out. I am not buying this game." Uh, and now you see you know the fruits of all that which is the form of low review scores. And unfortunately, that doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. Uh, I think it means it's just be careful, right? Uh, if they were down to like 30s and 40s and like 3s and 4s, obviously it might be a bad game. Uh, but overall consensus being this high uh, at a 70-ish, 68-ish, um, maybe wait for sale just to check it out. Because I think it does do a lot of things cool, like with the open world and some of the combat but the one thing you need in open world is content. And it sounds like from the reviews, content is not fully there. So definitely uh, be smart with your wallet. There's a lot more stuff coming out soon. If you just wait a week or two, there's new stuff every week, damn near this year. So, uh, and a lot of stuff already out, like Persona 4, uh, Persona 3, what else? Uh, Monster Hunter Rise, like all kinds of stuff. Dead Space is coming out this week. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how it goes, guys. Hope you guys have a fantastic week. Have a fantastic pre-Friday. I will see you guys back on Friday with a uh, DualSense Edge review. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about Monster Hunter Rise and stuff. So I'll see you guys then. Have fun. Play some games. Share the love. And I'll see you guys then.